Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor I get to consult people around the world via webcam, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and my brand new book, Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about our clinical work, the telehealth center that we have, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, we're giving away free signed books no matter when you listen to this episode every single month. My team and I will be randomly picking winners every single month. You can do it two different ways. You can leave your Instagram handle. Well, let me tell you how to do it because I don't think I said it this time. All you have to do is rate and review The Art of Being Well in Apple Podcasts. So tell us what you love about the show and you can do it two different ways. You can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself or you can take a screenshot of that Apple podcast review, message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole, and my team and I will be going through the messages on Instagram as well as the Apple podcast reviews themselves, randomly picking winners every single month. All right, you all know about once a month, we have entire episodes devoted to your burning health questions in an Ask Me Anything. So this is the latest Ask Me Anything where I have My brilliant telehealth team here. On the patient side, we have Emily and Andrea. What's up? Hello. Hi. And to ask us the questions, we have the amazing Holly, DJ Holly D (laughs) on the ones and twos. (laughs) We back. (laughs) Yes, we are. And Holly's in charge of the patient experience team, really responsible for providing our patients the best experience with us via telehealth and coordinating with the patient team, which is what she's doing on the podcast right now, coordinating with the telehealth patient team. So we get asked quite a bit from patients as well as on social media when people message me, what is your take on this latest wellness social media trend, either on TikTok or Instagram or 
wherever people <laughs> do these things, YouTube. And they there's a lot of discussions around them and they wanna know our perspective, our hot take on the latest health and wellness trends. We did this for the last Ask Me Anything, the last Ask Me Anything, and people loved, you all loved this sort of spin on the Ask Me Anything. So we're gonna do another one. We're gonna do Hot or Not. Part two. Part two. And this is probably gonna keep going for Ask Me Anything because it's, a, I think, a interesting way to answer your burning health questions because you all ask us about what we think about these things anyways, and now you get to know. So let's jump right in. We're it. jumping Take right in. I'm so excited. Hot or not. Here we are learning hot or not. Okay. <laughs> so the first one, which is, all right, let's just go right there. Hot or not. The Ozempic craze that everyone's on Ooh. right now. <laughs> so the craze is non-diabetics because the drug was originally used, <laughs> the on-label use is still for type 2 diabetes. But for non-diabetics, taking Ozempic or these other like Monjaro, semaglutide is the actual like generic drug. It's the name of the drug. But then you have all these different pharmaceuticals that have their own brand name version of them. But you're taking this drug to lose weight, especially it's been popularized in Hollywood with different celebrities, people in the public eye, a lot of people within the reality TV world as well that I know are using this and talking about it. People on TikTok are sharing their weight loss journeys while taking the medication and sharing stories about the side effects as well. So the FDA is now listed as one of dozens of medications in short supply due to the surge in demand. So the people who actually need it aren't able to get it. That's the sort of controversy right now, at least. Right now, at the time of recording, Ozempic, hashtag Ozempic has over 840 million hashtags and hashtag Ozempic challenge has 8.3 million. So it's y'all are talking about this. So here's my hot take, hot or not on this. As I mentioned earlier, the medication is on label used for type two diabetics. At this point, it is not FDA approved for weight loss. But the confusion is the actual active ingredient, semaglutide, is actually approved for weight loss under the trade name Wigovi. Oh my gosh. So it's a bit of a technicality. People may be getting different brand names and, and generic versions of these things. And I have no doubt at some point, these will all be probably approved for weight loss, at least for a time. My... Look, I, I, let's talk about the mechanism of action first. Can we do that for a moment? How it works? This medication is works upon something called glucagon-like peptide one or GLP one, which basically increases satiety and works on the modulation of insulin and suppresses the production of glucagon. So that's how this medication is working. So it's it's basically working in the intestines. That's where GLP-1 is produced. It slows gastric emptying, making you feel fuller, longer. So people tend to eat less. It's suppressing appetite, probably working on leptin signaling, signaling as well for some people. So that's how it's working. Potential side effects, although most of them are rare, some rare side effects, let's talk about it first. Possible thyroid tumors in some people including cancer. It's also can cause problems with pancreas and kidneys potentially. It can impact 
the nervous system in some ways. It can increase pancreatitis for some people. And obviously, the more common side effects are if you're taking the dosage, it's not right for you. It can increase low blood sugar for some people. It can cause some reactions, digestive problems in some people because it's working on GLP-1 in the in the gut. So those are some more common side effects. The most common side effects of Ozempic are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain, and constipation, like IBS issues. Sounds because it's working <laughs> on GLP-1 in the gut. Just watching Holly's face as you're talking about this. <laughs> well, because literally... I'm curious about this, y'all. You know I've been curious about this combo. So hot or not, <laughs> I don't think it's a problem. I want people to be have informed consent, and I want people to have choices when it comes to their healthcare. Do I think this could be a bit of a boost for someone that's tried everything? Yeah, I do think so. And I don't think there's any shame in that. But I think it should always be put in conjunction with lifestyle changes. So yeah, could this sure. be a tool within your toolbox? Certainly. Is this a magic cure-all? No. Absolutely not. Could this somehow have some long-term negative effects? Absolutely. Well, and I think that's where we go even to the the long term. We talk about that all the time with medications. Sure, there's a time and a place to get your head above water, right? Yeah. But at the same time, what are the long-term impacts? I mean, we talk about that with antidepressants and, mm -hmm. you know, other medications too. Maybe for a time, sure. But long-term usage, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that it's really going to benefit long-term. Yeah. And you, like you said, if you are pairing it with the right tools to – you know, the natural tools as well. Sure. Maybe it is a great tool yeah. for short term, but I don't know that it would be. Yeah. Something... I don't like it used in the context of this magic cure all. And right. because people are in the public eye are taking it, then mm -hmm. you should take it. And there's like no real discourse on the context where there are potential side effects, the common ones right. and the rare ones, but no both. And with the history of diabetic patients having such issues, getting the medications and the tools that they need already. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, this is just adds to that, right? We know that there's, you know, the, the research and the statistics of just people who have trouble getting the insulin or, or the tools that they need that are already. Mm -hmm. So to add to this on top of it. Yeah. And I would say yeah. even with type 2 diabetics, we know that the vast majority of them are respond really well to what we do in functional medicine, too. Nutritionally yeah. and lifestyle. largely reversible, overcomable, yes. supportable, yeah. healable things. So I would say for the person that's going through weight loss resistance and type 2 diabetes, we know a lot of weight loss resistance is actually driven by the same mechanism. It's insulin resistance. So I could see why this is helping a lot of people mm -hmm. because it is, it's a continuum. It's a spectrum. It's the insulin resistance spectrum. A lot of people that are struggling with weight loss in the United States and around the world do have lower grade levels of insulin resistance that the type two diabetics have more extreme versions of that. And I would say both, no matter where you're at on that insulin resistance spectrum, you can benefit from what we do in functional medicine without the side effects. Yes, yes 100%. And I just want to point out one thing that you said on there that I think is important to talk about. One of the mechanisms is feeling satiated, feeling full. How many of our patients vastly undereat already? So they think that this is a food consumption issue. And for some, like you said, this may work for some people and this may be helpful and it could work in the, you know, the capacity that they want it to. But there are some people who they're not losing weight because they're not eating enough. Mm -hmm. So the idea of adding a drug in there that could create the exact opposite of what we're trying to work within our clinic mm. doesn't always 
align. So your short-term goals and your long-term goals have to align. The And what are what healthy habits are you creating that's mm-hmm. going to make this sustainable for you when you're off of this? Yes. I think it works for people until it doesn't work, right? Exactly. It's like, and then they go back to it because it worked for a while. And now like, oh, I can't, it's not working like it did before. Well, we have to look at, okay, labs, what's going on here? What are What is the real mechanism of action in which you are having difficulty losing Why weight? are you insulin resistant in the first place? Yeah. Let's or, have that conversation. Yeah, right. And it's multifactorial. Yes. It may be insulin resistance, but there may be lower sluggish thyroid issues yep. or an underlying gut problem or trauma that's keeping your hormones in a hypervigilant state. There's a confluence mm-hmm. of factors. Wagovi, semaglutide, Ozempic, these medications, whatever you call it, whatever the, the, the brand name of it, it's not going to deal with the complexities that are driving everybody's weight loss resistance. But if it gets your head above water and mm. it makes you feel like you're heading in the right direction, we use this for a lot of different medications. Like a short-term Weigh, weigh the cost-benefit yes. of making you feel like you're moving in a, in a good direction, whether you know it's weight-wise or even if we're talking about mental health drugs. I mean, there are things that we utilize yeah. to help patients feel, but to play devil's advocate to what I just said, there are also natural ways to do that as well that we mm. work with patients all the time. Yeah, without the without negative the, side w- effects. Without the yeah. negative side you effects. You can actually get healthy to lose weight instead of trying to lose weight yes. to get healthy. Yes. Yep. Yep. And that's sort of the the flip side is that what's your body telling you? If you are having trouble losing weight, that's a check engine light that something's off here. So that medication's manipulating GLP-1 and impacting insulin satiety, but ultimately you don't have weight loss resist- resistance or you're not having trouble losing weight because of an ozempic deficiency. So let's figure out why you have the problem in the first place, to have something sustainable, that's also effective without the potential negative side effects that these medications can bring. With that said, short-term use with the doctor, it's off-label at this point, unless you're getting Wagovi. A lot, I mean, a lot of these are used off-label and you're taking it from a type two diabetic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what are you going to say, Dr. Cole, hot or not? I would say overall, the way that it's talked about on social media, a not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you've heard it. That's a not from us. Yeah. (laughs) You know, caveats, not with caveats. Yeah. And there's tons of, there's tons of asterisks after that statement. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not sweet. Yeah. I love it. uh, Asterisks. Yeah. Talk with your doctor. (laughs) Okay. Get a head start on spring cleaning with Caraway. Their thoughtfully designed sets and complimentary storage makes getting and staying organized easier than ever. You can now save 10% off the full suite of Caraway products from their internet famous cookware to their newly launched food storage set. Caraway's high quality ceramic coated kitchenware is free of PTFE, such as Teflon, lead, cadmium, and other toxic materials. Caraway kitchenware comes in a variety of chic shades and all sets include complimentary, easy-access storage solutions. Ceramic's naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter for slide-off-the-pan eggs and easy cleaning. I love Caraway. My family uses Caraway at our home. My functional medicine telehealth team loves it in their home as well. These things are non-toxic, as I mentioned, they are free of toxic materials like PFAs, PTFEs, PLFAs, these other hard to pronounce chemicals that are in on so many products that we use in our homes. Caraway 
is completely non-toxic. So when you're cooking for yourself or for your family, you know you're using clean cookware. Over 40,000 people have raved about their Caraway kitchen. Now it's time for you to try it for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com slash to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for the Art of Being Well listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash or use code willcole at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Moving on to the next hot or not. So this one is the Poppy and Ollie probiotic weight loss trend. Okay, so people on social media are sharing a way to, quote, lose seven pounds in seven days. You got to love that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Red flag, red flag. (laughs) Yeah, right. Sign me up. By drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like here, I'm willing to try it. (laughs) By drinking a Poppy probiotic soda. And taking two Ollie probiotics on an empty stomach. <laughs> so specific. Also supposed <laughs> to, quote, heal your gut and lose all bloat. Hashtag wonderful. Are you kidding me? Does oh, this really Holly, work? Holly, we need to, you need to talk to the Bayesian team, which you're going to be doing know. right now. So hashtag Ollie probiotics, hashtag poppy, hashtag gut health, hashtag weight loss, hashtag weight loss challenges are used on this Poppy and Ollie probiotic weight loss Should trend. we explain what the Poppy is? I don't know yeah. if everybody knows what so Poppy, Poppy is. So Poppy, P-O-P-P-I, which we have a relationship with Poppy. I like Poppy. Yeah, yeah we love I've, Poppy. I have done things with education with Poppy on social media. Beautiful branding. Not recently, but they're great people. It's a prebiotic soda. So there's a few grams of inulin fiber. There's some apple cider vinegar in it as well. Yeah, Very do you low want me to just read it? It's things. a small it's Yeah, a small give list. us the ingredients. So maybe. as far, because I love Poppy. This is Andrea, by the way. And I, I'm Poppy, if you're listening, I love you. But these are the <laughs> ingredients. Sparkling water, organic cane sugar, organic apple cider vinegar, organic agave inulin, Raspberry, the one that I'm looking at is raspberry, the raspberry rose, which is my favorite. Raspberry juice, natural flavors, lemon juice, and stevia. So pretty short list, I think, for a beverage choice. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have them. I love them as well. And we keep them stocked in my house fridge all the time. Yeah, they're so Wow, good. they're just so beautiful, though. Aesthetically pleasing, those cans. Yeah. And then the other <laughs> part, portion of this, so we have the poppy, but then we have the Ollie probiotic. Very specific. Very specific, yeah. So the poppy is a prebiotic, and then the ollie is a probiotic. And I think the appeal, I look, I don't really follow these trends on social media, but the fact that we're talking about this, I would assume the appeal is both taste good because the yes. ollie is like a chewable, and it's like people love the chewables. And then the poppy tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't speak. What's on in the ollie probiotic? TBD on that. So, I but, mean, it does – Obviously have like the probiotics in it. But, but what's it, the other ingredients? The too? other ingredients, the first ingredient is cane sugar, glucose syrup, <laughs> water, gelatin, lactic acid, natural flavors, citric acid. So Okay, so a know. lot of variables there. I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world. People could be having a lot what worse type things of probiotic than that. Is in it? But I okay, so first of all, lose seven pounds in seven days. Come on. That's just so so lame. <laughs> So lame. Gimmicky? Gimmicky. That's the best Mm, better word for it. Thank you. And also a heal, quote, heal your gut from these things. No, that's not going to happen. And Poppy's not going to say that either. No. Support gut health. 
Yes, yes, you are. Heal your gut from taking these two things? No, it's way more complex and multifactorial than that and going to take way more than a few days for sure if you have yes. digestive problems. <laughs> Could it improve digestive symptoms? Absolutely. Sure. I would say the changes, the improvements that are happening here probably are from what people are going off of and, and having this instead. So it's better than what they probably were drinking beforehand. Yeah. If they were drinking regular soda and went to a poppy, you're going to see some weight loss because you're not going to get the refined high levels of, of sugar. Exactly. And same with the probiotics. People, I think there's a difference between causation and correlation. I think the people that are doing these challenges probably are doing some other positive things for their life and making these changes too. But we know supporting gut health can improve your weight. It's only 1 billion CFU. Okay, so it's a low level of very low of level colony forming units too, meaning the low levels of good bacteria with it in the probiotic. So I love Poppy, and I think the people overall could be doing worse things. I don't like the gimmicky nature of mm. it. I think the bit more context and education is needed around this topic. I'm gonna say a not. Can I can I bring can we separate it? Can we say poppy is a hot? Poppy's a hot. Poppy's a hot. Poppy's a hot as an alternative to soda. Yeah, it's so hot. Yeah. Come on. But I'm saying this challenge. But not for the challenge. The challenge challenge is definitely gimmicky and it and it reels someone like me right on in. Yeah. For real. Like keep buying poppy, but like (laughs) Yeah, buy poppy. You want to switch out your cola? Go ahead and get their cola flavor. If you want to do something like this, get a better like again, no there's nothing against Ollie either. I, I love that trying to make things you know, tastes good or whatnot, but at the same time, like let's let's add other ingredients other than sugar into a probiotic. Like yeah. we've got to, mm. you know, get a better quality probiotic. And in my yeah, opinion. and my two favorite, same with you, Andrea. I love the raspberry rose and I love the strawberry lemon. Oh, so, so good. good. The strawberry yeah. lemon. Oh, yeah. I love Chef's kiss. The orange is good too. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh my gosh. The orange I, I need like to orange try soda. them. The ginger one looks good. It's appealing to me. The ginger lime, I think it is. Oh yes, it's, good. it's ginger yes. lime. I love ginger. And I think they have a new flavor. It's the grape. The oh, grape I is also that. good. It tastes like grape pop. Do you you remember growing up? A I don't grape know. Grape soda. Do you remember the grape sodas when yes. we were growing up? That's what it tastes like. Okay, so let wow, me be clear. This. It's a these. hot for poppy, not for the trend. Okay, yeah. right. I, I like think I think poppy's being co-opted. <laughs> it's being hijacked by it's being Ollie. Hijacked by this weird challenge. <laughs> Watch we find out the people behind Poppy are behind it. But. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's move to the next okay, one. Okay, next trend. Hot or not, non diabetics wearing a CGM. So, this is a rising trend in, as Ollie said, non diabetics tracking their blood sugar, their glucose by wearing a continuous glucose monitor CGM, which goes on your arm. Typically, you can go in your stomach, especially women on social media right now. It's been used by women with PCOS or think that they may have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is something that we see clinically a lot. Hashtags, continuous glucose monitor at this point has 31.7 million hashtags. Hashtag glucose monitor has 109.5 million. CGM for PCOS has 20. Point six thousand, and hashtag blood sugar balance has two hundred and eleven point two million at the time of recording. Wow! So a lot of people are interested in this. I've had, actually, there are some sponsors on the podcast that are CGMs, and we've had Dr. Casey Means on as well with Levels. There are several brands that are doing really innovative things. I have to say, we use them clinically. 
for patients that need them to track bioindividuality. Everybody's diff foods, the way that foods impact their body, their, bl their blood sugar, their energy levels, brain fog, fatigue, cravings. It, but it's not just food. It's also how does stress impact your blood sugar? How does sleep impact your blood sugar? How does stress impact your blood sugar as well as foods? So does everybody need this? No, certainly. And we'll, I'm sure the team here, the patient team will tell us some caveats that we've found. I would say overall, I, I'm a fan of data. I'm a fan of looking at bioindividuality and being your own N of one experiment. Overall, I'm a, I, this is a hot for me. I will, I will agree that I think more times than not, it is helpful. However, I do think it's good for us to bring attention to some of the things that could, if this is you, this may not be the best fit for you. People with hypervigilance, very orthorexic type behavior, this might not be beneficial because if anything, it can create more stress, more, less grace for yourself, mm -hmm. more of this, everything has to be controlled and everything has to be perfect, but life is going to be happening to you. You're going to have people who their insulin, you can see the blood sugar go up because of stress. I mean, for myself personally, I did this I did the CGM for 22 days. Didn't make it to 30 guys. I just couldn't handle it in my arm anymore. I'm a baby. But as far as for me, the, the biggest thing for me was I could eat the same meal for dinner and then eat the same meal at work the next day. And my blood sugar was going to be exponentially higher at work. And it was because it was in the middle of stress. I wasn't doing the mindful behaviors that I should have been doing, stepping away from my desk, eating my lunch in a thoughtful way, going outside, taking a walk after work. And if anything, I will say it brought attention for it, but it mm. did create this level of, oh my gosh, I'm stressed and this is adding more stress. And mm -hmm. it, it didn't bode well for my mental health. Yeah. Was it a great, yeah. great product? Did it work exactly how it was supposed to? Did it educate me on my body? 100%. But I knew where to draw the line. Yeah. Some people don't know where to draw the line. Yeah. So I agree. That is good. Understanding your body is good, but be emotionally honest with yourself if this is the tool for you. And keep in mind real fast is that these used for non-diabetics and the way that a lot of these brands are talking about it, they're only supposed to be worn for a couple of weeks. Yes. As, right. as I would, I said hot first, the, 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 the context is as a, an awareness tool, for 30 right. as a sure, body talk, sure. checking with your body, learn about your body, inform yourself about your body. How are you unique and how do these things like stress, sleep, food and activity, physical activity, impact your blood sugar and then drop it. Yeah. See, that's what I think keeps it as a hot for me too, because again, it is just yeah. to bring awareness Yeah. and I wore it too. And yeah, I mean, there were some things that I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely wouldn't wear this long term. But at the same time, I do th think that it helped me become more mindful about the foods that were impacting me. And again, mm -hmm. our goal behind food is to create mindful eating habits. You know, it's not to become obsessed or so focused on things. But I, I agree with what Andrea's saying. You have to know your type of personality. You have to know your type of habits. I mean, my husband's very open about the fact that he has a very addictive personality. Something like that probably could become obsessive for him. For me, not so much. It's not something that I've felt has impacted me in that way. In fact, I'm like, oh, wow, that affected me. Okay. Got to be more mindful about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, did I like wearing it? Not necessarily. It was a little bit uncomfortable. It's kind of annoying, but at the same time, I thought it brought really good data and not, I wasn't wearing it that long. So it was an easy thing for me. So yeah. I'd say, I'd say 
more so it's a hot more than not for me. For I sure. agree. I, I think it's a hot. I think it's just like any lab data, people who collect piles of labs. Yeah. It's the same the concept. So we see that quite frequently. For me, I'm just going to Data say, hoarders. Data hoarders. <laughs> so, and this is, can happen with the CGM. They're like, I'm on my seventh CGM. I'm like, perhaps yeah, not needed down. anymore. Down. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I will say the way that the trend is intended to be used, yeah. I would be a, it would be a I hot for it. me. It's a hot for us. This yeah. is our first. Is it? Yeah, today, this yeah. is our first today. This is our hot. Oh yeah, it's I hot. guess you're right. It is first hot. Wow, we're uh, we're like the Simon Cowles of, <laughs> of TikTok. You're telling me that is. We need the X. I want a buzzer that goes bzz whenever we don't like. <laughs> it. Yes. All okay. Right. Next trend that we're seeing a lot is yes. parasite cleanses. What do we think, hot or not? <laughs> Okay, so specific, there are many parasite cleanses, I think, that are going viral, the conversation around quote-unquote parasite cleanses, but one specifically that is gaining, I think, maybe the most traction, at least at this point, is something called Paragard, Paragard Parasite Cleanse going viral. Lots of people are trying it without working with a healthcare professional and sharing their experiences, showing videos on social media of parasites coming out into the, sorry, in the toilets, the toilet. <laughs> Most of these people have no background knowledge potentially, right? That's the concern or labs, right? To indicate that they actually do need a quote unquote cleanse in the first place. All right. At this point, hashtag parasite cleanse has 528 million. Oh, wow. So it is. I mean, I have a ton of yes. friends that are, yeah, just literally a lot I've had of odd so things in the many. bathroom right now. <laughs> so many. Okay. Like, send me this picture saying, can I take yes. this? Yeah. We get a lot of poop Ooh, pictures. I forgot. Sent to us. Yeah. We get so can, many can I, pictures. Can we just say for one second, though? With the training that you talked about, I what, how is this being utilized? Why is it being utilized? If you don't know what you're looking at, we have, over the last 13 plus years of experience, gotten many a poop pictures. And a lot of times what people think are parasites are actual mucus or mucoid plaque. Mm, or yeah. sometimes what you think you're seeing, you're not seeing. So Undigested it, foods. I was just going to say, is it corn? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a parasite eyeball. That's a corn. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's I mean, your Chipotle so bowl. <laughs> oh, Literally. Oh my gosh. If you're squeamish, you just sure? stop listening for the oh next my five God, minutes. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> oh. No, I, so here's the thing. We you're welcome. Being, if you didn't know, your, your <laughs> corn is going to be in your poop. It's probably your Chipotle bowl, not a parasite. Now That's you my know. Thought. Yes. I, but All right, let's go over the ingredients yes, of this specific one, which we are not endorsing the specific one, but let's, it doesn't, I looked at it before and it didn't look bad. It had things like wormwood, marshmallow roots, slippery elm, garlic, garlic, like, yeah, so oregano, different, yeah, peppermint, so different yeah. natural antimicrobial support and different gut lining, gut soothing, gut lining uh, support. So... On the surface, the ingredients actually have a lot of clinical data around it, compelling mm -hmm. data around it, have been used traditionally for a variety of different gut support reasons. And my, so on the ingredients on the surface level, I think this is fine. Yeah. And these things can be effective for people who need it. Not everybody needs it. And the dose matters. Who's using it matters. And the quality of the ingredients matter. I cannot mm -hmm. vouch for this specific parasite cleanse, quote unquote, on the 
you know, third party testing. Right. Yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't even mention any third party testing. So who knows where these are coming from and if that's truly what's in there too. Right. So that's something that I really value is like, where is this being sourced? Yes. If you're gonna go for ingredients like this, we would obviously go for brands that are reputable, that are third party tested, that are sourcing from organic, regenerative sources. So there's not heavy metals that could be potentially some of these things because herbs and different plant compounds can absorb things from the yeah. soil. They can come from places that aren't the most regulated or vetted or third party tested even independent, you know, privately, and you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. I think for me, like this just goes back to that magic cure-all pill, mm -hmm. right? It's like, we're always looking for the one thing that's going yeah. to change us. And I, yeah. I just think it's silly sometimes because it's like, you're so willing to take something that you have no clue what the <laughs> ingredients do. And you're willing to take that, but you're not willing to take out the foods that you know hurt your body. Like, yeah. and again, I know that there's balance. It's not about a perfect diet. Like, that's not what it's about. But at the same time, mm -hmm. it does seem so yeah. weird to me that you'd be willing to take something that you don't even know what these are, let alone if you know it's, you know, a good quality I, source. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's the power of advertising and the power yeah. of the algorithm that you see things and they exactly. know what you're searching for and it looks so appealing and people get fix, swept up know? in the moment. And if you see stuff coming out in your poop, I could see how that would be kind of alarming to you and you'd mm -hmm. be like, oh, I needed this. And yeah. I think also it's important to talk about most people don't even realize there's different types of parasites. And so like mm -hmm, you're going yeah. in here blind. There's protozoan parasites. There's pathogenic parasites. Some of them have what are called cysts that rupture and that's how they, <gasps> they, yeah, they hatch in your intestines. There's other ones that have actual egg cycles. So oh that timing gosh. them according to the moon cycle. I mean, we could talk about yeah. parasites in and of themselves look, for a long time. There are people that need it and we run yes, labs for you. that's why we're yes. talking about it. We yeah. understand it. Yeah, is this you said it? protozoan and then worms and all of those can be opportunistic or pathogenic. And then there's people yeah. that are asymptomatic with worms or protozoans low levels of these things in their gut yes too so yeah. like like something like blastocyst hominis which is a protozoan that's considered a parasite you could be completely asymptomatic but for some people blastocyst hominis is a source of irritation it can potentially trigger different inflammatory problems autoimmune problems for some people and for some people it's yeah. they're, they're asymptomatic and their labs look fine and especially that, with certain finding. like toxins, like sure, parasites, biotoxins, whatever it may be, like if you're just bringing in stuff to that's going to stir it up, but not really like pull it out too, like mm -hmm. you got to be careful. Like there are certain protocols in place to help do different mechanisms. And you don't know if like by just bringing this in, if you're bringing all the correct support that would be needed mm -hmm. to remove a parasite. Yeah. But isn't this such a testament to, and a commentary on the vast amount of digestive problems we face as yes. a society that yes. people are even compelled to mm -hmm. hashtag this hundreds and hundreds of millions of times. Yes. Yeah. 100%. It, that, to me, it also makes me sad because there's obviously a level of fear too. Like oh, yeah. there's- a, like I'm having these digestive problems and I don't know where to go. What if it's something living in me? Because I mean, how many times yeah, do we go over labs right. with patients and I could tell them all these things in the entire world and then I get to a parasite and they shut down. I could tell them they have, you know, glyphosate all day long that's in the dangerous 95th percentile and they're like, mm, okay, I'll cut out corn. Yeah. And then you get to the parasites and they like shut down mentally and emotionally. Yeah, that is always the first thing people want to talk about. They're like, do I have parasites? 
parasites? Do I have worms? And honestly, this isn't the first hot trend either. Because th- I don't know if you guys heard about the papaya seed trend that was all over TikTok. That was probably like last year, two years no. ago. So these trends to have cleanses and parasite cleanses have been going on forever. So you mm-hmm. know that the amount of people that are concerned are, about yeah. this is huge. Yeah. So it's born out of a real need of yeah. people needing yeah. to mm-hmm. improve their digestive health. And we have a problem. But I you know I think that's where we come in with functional medicine to really run labs build a protocol based on your labs, really see this through, because this isn't going to be solved in like X amount of days. This is like months and years for people that actually have digestive problems like irritable bowel syndrome, people that have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, people that have food sensitivities, people that have uncomfortable bloating, which is oftentimes driven by these bacterial overgrowths, people that have candida overgrowth, and people that have parasites they should be given the due diligence and thoughtfulness and time that they need, which is not going to be in X amount of days with this parasite cleanse. And, you know, yeah, that would be my thought. So yeah, I would say it's a not. But it's I've, a not. I've, get some laps. <laughs> yeah, get some laps. I, I look, I bet I, my heart goes out to anybody that's going through this, but I would say go to some more, someone reputable, not social media. Yes. Yeah. Make sure that you're getting to the root of why this is happening and that you have someone who can walk you through any symptomatic things that can arise from this. Listen, you, you're not alone. You don't have to be alone. So find someone to support you. Find a doctor that you can work with. Maybe we, we couple this with the poppy and the ollie because if you're going to go in that hard with anima- antimicrobials, let's bring in some probiotics. No, don't do that. Don't make a new trend. But it, it's it's something that, like, again, the, there's multi-layers. You're calling it a paragraph poppy ollie probiotic wellness <laughs> trend? Have we just started we just it right here, right now? We this trend. There's one hashtag. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no stop. Don't do it. But, yeah, oh I, I'm going to go with – and not as well, but just because, not because for, there's just too many variables that are unknown for me. Hmm. Okay. It's a not for us, y'all. I'd still try it though. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, Simon moving Cal- on to the next trend. So the next one, we love it, I think. Forest bathing and eco nature therapy. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. But I just, I, knowing Holly and like her being on the team here, <laughs> She's not on the patient team, so that's why she's making these jokes. Because she'll ru- she'll walk into the patient team's offices and then say, "What do you think of this?" And then we'll give you our science back, middle of the road yes. opinion, functional medicine opinion. And then she'll leave and be like, "I'd still do it." <laughs> she's always like, "I have a personal question." <laughs> it is genuinely like attention because I've always been one of those like quick fix people, but now that I am around like the understanding and learning about it all. I'm obviously more hesitant to do things like that, but it's like, it's in me like from when I was younger because I, I just grew up like, Oh my gosh, if that's going to cause me to lose seven pounds in seven days, of course. But now I know clearly that is gimmicky and false. You You are, it's taking some time, but (laughs) she comes in with the poppy next week. (laughs) Popping some Ollie. Popping Ollie. At least take a better probiotic. We'll give you one from the office. I have a probiotic. I will get, get, yep. Mm-hmm. But doesn't Poppy that speak that. to diet culture though? Yeah, doesn't that speak to what this yeah. TikTok really is doing to people? It's, it's taking Ugh. years, decades of misinformation and taking women in particular, I'd say, mm-hmm. and their struggles with their body mm-hmm. and just making money off of it. And I could go on a whole set box. So I'm going to yeah, that. And you're like, oh, well, if she can do it, I'm about to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because you said in prep for this episode, you're like, it's empathy crazy. You're like, I heard that's how Kim K lost all her weight. <laughs> 
I did. I just heard about that this past weekend. So I've been thinking about it, but now I know it's a knot. Okay. <laughs> Right, okay, it? back to back. forest bathing. Okay, what do for, we think? Okay, forest bathing, eco nature therapy, people sharing on social media their forest bathing experiences and all of its potential benefits, talking about ecotherapy or nature therapy to improve mental health by connecting with the earth and letting nature, quote unquote, do its thing. Hashtag forest bathing at this point has about 50 million. Hashtags forest bathing therapy has about over 2 million. And hashtag ecotherapy has 7 million. So if you listen to this podcast any given time, you know we've talked about this before. This is not new in our space. Shinrin-yoku, the Japanese phrase, translates into English as forest bathing. I talk about it at length in Gut Feelings in the latest book because it's a way to support your nervous system. It's a way to regulate your nervous system if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with a hypervigilant nervous response. You can support that resting, digesting, hormone balance, parasympathetic activity of your autonomic nervous system. So the science is compelling. I talk about it in the book. We I've actually I've written articles about it before. You, If you want to just read the research, go to drwillcool.com, just type in forest bathing. I am such a super fan of this research. It's been shown to improve the immune system, improve mood, help to actually, there's one study that we talk about in gut feelings of the children that walked through a forest bathing class, they saw an improvement of their microbiome. Basically, by breathing in the microbiome of the forest, it modulated their microbiome, their gut microbiome, in a positive way, improving different bacterial colonies that can produce things like serotonin, which works on the vagus nerve, which really supports that parasympathetic, that resting, digesting state. So... Very cool mechanisms of action, very cool research around it. And I think that human beings are so disconnected mm -hmm. from nature that I am, this is a massive hot. This is burning hot. Oh, yeah, this is Muy caliente. Yes. I think it's just amazing that people are using social media to talk about nature and going out mm -hmm. in nature and em 100%. empowering people. I think I'm such a fan of this. Yeah. Yeah. This is hot. Yeah. This is real hot. I could combine my hot girl walk with some forest bathing. <laughs> yes. Kill two birds yes. with one stone. I mean, yeah. if we even want to circle back to the 75 hard, you could even do some of your exercises outside and get your outside time. We talked last episode, we talked about 75 hard. So yeah, you can go get our hot take, hot or not on 75 <laughs> hard on the last Ask Me Anything. But yeah. I just no, picture I like it. walking around barefoot outside and whatnot, headed into the forest. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, amazing. And, and we practice this even in our small little suburban setting. I mean, we take walks outside, sit under the trees, sit in the grass, take our shoes off. Mm -hmm. You know, what is wrong with connecting with the earth? Nothing. <sighs> it's do incredible. It. Truly. Go do it right now. So what do you guys think? Oh, it's a hot. Hot. Very it's a hot. hot. Oh, yeah. Do we want to like label it like a <laughs> holy, hot hot? Holy, holy I'm sorry, I'm thinking about it. And that's just what I'm She's thinking. Like, it's oh, super yeah. hot. Oh, yeah, it's so hot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> and when it's hot outside, it's even hotter. hotter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm trying to hear it. But, Holly, oh, you boy. can't use it to like get away from us just to go inject yourself with a Zempic in the middle of the forest. You can't. <laughs> I would not do that. I would tell you. She's not saying she wouldn't do it in the forest. She's just saying I would she'd tell, tell us about first. it. I would tell you first. Okay, so that's a hot for us. And the next one, animal-based carnivore diet. Hot or not? 
So also, if you're new to the, if you listen to the podcast, not new to the podcast, you know that we've talked about this before too, but it's growing on social media beyond just the health space. People are sharing their full day of eating, eating solely meat and sometimes butter, but no plant foods. Others are sharing their weight loss journeys on the carnivore diet and their improvements from mental health issues, different inflammatory problems, gut skin health benefits. Hashtag carnivore, hashtag carnivore diet has 903 million hashtags at this point. And hashtag animal-based has 300, about 400 million. And hashtag animal-based diet has about 17 million. So that's a lot of people. Actually, out of the, all the things we talked about, it's the highest hashtags. Yeah, for real. Which is wild. That's almost a billion. And I will I say mean, this. That's a lot. This is a commentary, just like I talked about with the digestive, with the parasite cleanses. This is a commentary on more digestive problems in our culture. Seriously, And yeah. autoimmune problems specifically. Hmm. Yes. Because- that's how we typically will use it for a time for people who need it. Short-term, reset, yeah. well-formulated, mm-hmm. nutrient-dense, clean carnivore protocol for a time. What's that? With monitoring. With monitoring. Yeah. In what way? You mean us clinically Us monitoring? clinically when yeah. we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's for people who need it. And I think, so it's hot-ish for people who need it. My concern is it's done long-term for people and the impact it could have in the microbiome. Uh, bacterial diversity, I think could be problematic from a, it creates more food sensitivities when you do reintroduction because you've kind of shifted your immune system in a way where you've, you know, the, the concept of hormesis or hormetic effect, where you're having some good stress that some of these foods can bring, uh, yeah. polyphenols, yeah. antioxidants, fiber can bring you. And then you've removed and created this sort of quote unquote, like in a way, this vacuum where then you bring it back in and your immune system's more irritated to something it never yes. was irritated with it in the first place. Yes. So I think it's creating this sterile environment in many ways where it's just done too much, too often for people who don't need it. There are some people that can benefit for a season of their life therapeutically, but I don't like it long-term for most people unless you really have a severe case, right? Yeah. And that's why we're talking about like long-term ketogenic diets have their place. But the average person, I don't think, needs to be doing no. that. And the same thing here is that they, some people, they're getting way more benefits than any potential pitfalls to it. So for that small subset of people, I think has its place. But this, I mean, 903 million, I, should, I think people could probably be doing it for too long in a way that's not the best for them. And they're removing things they don't need to remove. Yeah. And And I would say also my bigger problem with carnivore is – the orthorexia that it can breed. Then people are afraid of every plant food. They're afraid of these yes. plants defense oh mechanisms, yes. plants defense toxins, lectins and phytic acid and all this stuff, which I think is unnecessary for the the average person out there that's just looking to feel better. Well, that's my biggest problem with it too. And because I, sometimes I feel like if I know, and I know a few people who are like, they are so full carnivore. Like it's just like the life that they live. And I love it. Like, and they're having good quality, which is another problem. If you're not having good quality sources too, again, you're going to get toxins there still. Right. But they're having good quality, but it's like this, almost this misspread of information of like vegetables are so toxic and they, this is how bad they are for you. Cause I was having this and this symptom until I removed it all. I was like, no brother, it's about how toxic you were. And of mm. course, once you remove practically everything, you're going to feel better. Mm. Like, 
Yeah. I feel like it's this misunderstanding almost yeah. of the mechanism and why it's working. Yeah. And that's the problem I have. Cause then it's like, you make people feel bad for eating whole foods still. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I want my Brussels like, sprouts. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> I have a moral failure because like, I have some, yeah. ba- some Brussels sprouts or asparagus. Yeah. And well, to me, it's just a misspread of information in, in my opinion. Yeah. I'll say this. It's hard for me sometimes with things clinically because we do realize that the clinical applications of this can be very helpful. However, long term, like you're saying, well, is 100 percent true. You have to be mindful of that. What Emily is saying is like, are we shaming someone because they ate some spinach and now all anybody's telling them is how they've derailed their health because of the toxins? It, it It's just I feel like I could feel this way just the, if we swing the opposite direction too. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's extremes and sometimes those extremes are necessary and we see that purpose clinically, but as a large and whole, are are these things necessary? It mm-hmm. wasn't necessary to begin with. Why mm-hmm. are you doing it? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah. I'm, I would put it as a not for me just because I without knowing the the case specific nature of it the typical fear mongering that comes around these types of things i i would say not mm-hmm. but not because it's not clinically appropriate for some people yeah i would say it's the culture surrounding yeah. the, surrounding this so the ver- fervent zealot mm-hmm. zealotry i think can be problematic cuz then you're the person that's scrolling on social media and the algorithm is serving them this information it's like oh wow i'm I'm fearful of vegetables. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Well, and it's crazy because you can see people who are so, I won't say any names, but you, you follow people long enough in the carnivore world, they either completely abandon it or they start making concessions. Yeah. Now they're, they're like, having fruits. Now they're having honey. They're like, you can have romaine lettuce, but yeah. no other types of lettuce. Like, yeah. it's like, okay. The so- mo- even the hardest core carnivores are definitely more yeah. flexible than they were a few years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And even the ones that are still clinging to their religion, I wonder where they're going to be in a couple years. 100%. Yeah, but they are nicer than vegans on social media. We'll say that. Yes, that mm-hmm. is true. There now you you're going to get a couple comments now. Yeah. But I 100%, you take this for what it is, whoever is listening. This is our experience. And this is our experience has been exactly what yeah. we well, had just said. I would say the meanest people in, in the wellness world on social media are vegans and subset medical mediums followers are pretty mean too. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but there's some mean people, man. Yeah, but you get, the, uh, as zealot, as zealot and tribal as the carnivores are, I don't see them being as horrible. No, they're not aggressive. No. They will give their opinions. Mm-hmm. They will say, this is the way. This yes, is the way. They're, they're this passionate. Is the truth. They're this passionate. Is the <laughs> but, they, but they will be as yeah. like. They're not going to tell you they're going to come murder your family. Like they're just, they're just not. <laughs> yeah. No, there's that. There's that line that they don't cross. <laughs> they don't cross the mass murder. But line. I mean, we've had some other people cross it, which is always fun. Oh boy. Do we have time for one more? I was going to say, do we? We have have one more. Okay. This one's a little bit concerning, but this trend is Benadryl TikTok challenge concerning red flag. But what do y'all think? So I feel like this is such a serious thing that reducing it to hot or not is not even does, isn't even right. So this is just, I think a comment, this is a sign that where social media can really go to a dark dark place. And a sad place. But kid, the, the challenge is children, kids, teenagers, young adults taking 10 plus Benadryl to try to hallucinate. 
kids are dying from this. These are this is antihistamine Benadryl, twelve to fourteen times. Like sorry, twelve to fourteen antihistamines. It's about six times the recommended dose in order to induce hallucinations. So it started blowing up in 2020, but still is going on apparently. Didn't you just say someone passed yes, away from this? Yes, I just saw an article that a 13-year-old boy passed away from this, so. Yeah, just oh, wow. you're right, in Ohio. Mm -hmm. This is just further confirmation for me that my kids won't have social media Yeah, until you're an adult. Oh, that's so <laughs> concerning. Yeah. Then you have a teenager and they have social media despite all of your pleas, so. Yeah, so I would say this <laughs> yeah. is just sad, and I think this is yeah. a sign of where social media can go and the things that are actually really hurting yeah. people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Education. Oh. I think people should know how many of these kids actually think that this is this can be their downfall. This could mm -hmm. be the this could cause their death. Probably not many. And I think this is where social media, without the education, yeah, can really and have it's some like we're talking about a, thir a th thirteen year old passed away. I think what you said, Emily, is very true. Like. Parents need to be vigilant yes, for their kids on social media. Yeah. And you cannot let social media and the algorithm parent your kids. Right. And I know it's not easy, but it's and it's just, we don't have all the answers here. But as a parent of, you know, my son's actually in the room right now, 16 years old. Um, my daughter's 13. Like they didn't have social. My daughter does not have social media at 13 at all. And my son, you have it now, but. You're not miked, but I mean, he basically, he, he has it now, but he's very limited and he, we have full access to it and he's yeah. 16 years old. Yeah. They're minor. Yep, that's They're the minor. way to go. Yeah. yeah. This is like the cinnamon challenge a few years ago. Do you guys remember oh, that? Yes. That it was a challenge. It wasn't to get high, but it was to see if you could do it. They would take a full tablespoon of cinnamon. You had a couple kids that choked and passed away from it. Wow. There's only sure I've be done something. that challenge before. Oh my gosh. Oh no, my gosh. I've done so that. So this is this is one of those things where I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't know if this is even worth putting a hot or not. This is a public service announcement to pay attention to what yeah. your kids are watching. For and sure. look, I think Dr. Vivek Murthy, the US Surgeon General, US Surgeon General said kids 13 and younger, social media, they're too young for social media. That's the US Surgeon General saying that which is an extremely mainstream, conventional, middle of the line. They are trying to, from a public health standpoint, really appeal to everybody and anybody, and they're careful with their words. If the U.S. Surgeon General is saying 13 and younger is too young for social media, what's the actual age? Seriously. Right. That's, I agree. That's, yeah. that's where we need to leave Focus that. on the forest bathing. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Let's get our kids outside. And then you see the erosion of mental health of even without something oh like this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Of, oh of adults. Gosh. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's dangerous for your girl. I'm 31. Yeah. <laughs> we do need to monitor my time. time. Yeah. 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 And then kids are so impressionable. I mean, with the yes. these w horrible challenge of hallucinating off of antihistamines. Yeah. I will say just along the lines of the forest bathing, there is a challenge out there for parents with their kids that I know a couple of my friends do, and it's to try and get a thousand hours outside a year. I, I, I love that. That's big in the homeschooling community. Yeah. Yeah. You track uh, getting your kids outside. Solomon, you, don't you, you're part of that, right? My son's a part of that. Yeah. They follow oh, us on social that. media, that organization. That's really They're awesome. really sweet. Yeah. Maybe we talk about that hot or not next time. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's a hot one. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> 
All right, everybody. If you want to learn more, oh no, we we can't. We have to. We we're gonna do. You know, at the end of every Ask Me Anything, we do a little song because we know music is medicine and laughter is medicine too. <laughs> and we combine music with laughter. But today we're gonna do a little game. This is a game. Holly's gonna hum a song. And we're going to try to guess it. Now, Let's the go. tonality of the humming, I just <laughs> want everyone to know, it's not always really on par. But, but that's we part play, of the fun. Yeah, it's part of the fun. <laughs> yeah. We play this at the clinic. It's just, you know, Holly hums a song and then everyone guesses what the song is. Okay. Now, I'm going to give you a heads up. This is a classic song. It's been redone. But the original is from 1989 okay okay so people were clearly saying this in the 90s okay i apologize in advance for the sound okay here we go (laughs) wow that's all we got (laughs) okay sometimes this happens when we hum because it's just like i realize well you know what humming humming actually supports your vagal nerve tone oh my vagal nerve is supported let's hum this out (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay this is an epic fail we we typically this happens yeah i I can't finish it on the mic i can't because it's just too many giggles she's getting hum shot it was gonna be it was gonna be free fallen by tom petty but i can't guys <laughs> All right, I think you should finish out with the other song that went with the hot or not that you were singing. Papa Molly, I'm sweating. No, it's Popped and Poppy, I'm sweating. Popped and Ollie, I'm sweating. Guys, that was a fail, but wow, the humming. <laughs> Tom Petty, you heard her here, here first, folks. Free falling. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. that would have been fun, but I apologize. You ended your time a little hum shy, but it's fine. Uh, don't be hum shy, people. <laughs> we'll pre record it next time and play it. Hum, we'll hum shy. Hum That's shy. what just happened. We're going to make hashtag hum shy the next wellness trend. Because <laughs> it stimulates your vagal nerve. Yeah. It will be it's a hot. It's a great game. Yeah. yeah, support your parasympathetic and don't be hum shy. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you want to learn more about the clinical work that we do, the telehealth center, all the stuff. Check it out at drwillcole.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.